ESPN analyst Greg McElroy ranked his top 10 preseason teams for the 2023 college football season. And yes, your Clemson Tigers made it, but where did they land on the list? And do I agree? I'll tell you next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite, your Clemson Tigers, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Guys, thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Whenever I drop these episodes, I appreciate all the love and support. The comments on YouTube, uh, I saw a couple uh, reviews on, on Apple Podcasts and whatnot, so continue to keep that up, guys. Continue. Let's blow this 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 uh, platform and this podcast up, because we're getting ready for the college football season, man. I appreciate all the love and support from you guys. It hits me right there in the heart, right there in the heart, man. But nothing but love for you guys. But we have a great show. Great show. We had over the weekend, we had a three-star 2024 defensive back uh, commit to your Clemson Tigers. We're going to talk about him on the prowl. Uh, before that, we're getting to Bo Collins coming out, coming off an injury. It's 2023 set up for him to have a bounce back season. And then we're going to open the show up. Greg McElroy from ESPN, college football analyst, dropped his top 10 preseason rankings and Clemson landed on that list. But where we're going to get into that, and I'm going to give you my reaction starting right now. Greg, Greg McElroy put Clemson inside the top 10. I'm going to list off the top 10 to you guys right now. And I'm going to tell you this. What, the, the, the big thing from this as well, before I get into listing off, he also gave a prediction in terms of how many wins and losses for the season. I disagree with that part. I'll tell you that right now. But let's go ahead and get in to his uh it was his preseason top twenty-five poll and everything, but he he, he dropped the top ten and it's on the, it's on YouTube. Um so number one, he had Georgia, no surprise. Number two, Michigan, number three, Alabama. Mm, okay. Uh number four, Ohio State, number five, LSU. Uh, not bad, I guess. Number six, Florida State, number seven, Texas, number eight, Washington, number nine, Utah. Whew. And then at number 10, your Clemson Tigers. So he had the Clemson Tigers landing at number 10. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Look at the teams ahead of them. I think I get Alabama is just, it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. So it's hard. It's really hard to count them out. But I think that the questions at quarterback, it, it makes me question some things, right? Like, you know, can Jalen Milrow, if he's the, the, the guy, right? You know, dude's built like a tank. Athletic specimen, man. You know, uh, I think he's got a big arm, different things like that. You know, he's a, he's going to be a physical, dynamic runner, very uh, in kind of the mold of Jalen Hurts. But it, can he carry the passing game? Um, and can these receivers step up in the passing game as well? So the passing attack for Alabama is definitely something to to, to focus on. Especially then defense, not having Will Anderson Jr. there, right? You know, uh, Brian Branch is gone, and there we go. But they do have some. They do have some. Still have NFL defenders on this defense uh, that I expect to be drafted. You know, a couple, maybe one or two day day ones. Um, and then, of course, day two type of prospects. So it, it, that's just interesting to me. Ohio State being at four. 
the quarterback situation. Kyle McCord, I forget the other young guy's name that who's battling for the position. I think Kyle McCord is going to be the guy that takes that spot. But come on, man. Yeah, that's the, I think there's, to be honest with you, there's a question for Alabama at quarterback. There's a question at Ohio State at quarterback. There's a question at, with Georgia at quarterback. Carson Beck being a first-time starter, can he really run the table, right? Stetson Bennett was 27 years old playing college football. Of course he, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, And that, the, the talent around him was even just – for the past two years were just something we have not seen just like stacked loaded defense. And, you know, they had a lot of good offensive weapons that, you know, he was able to take advantage of at times, but it was just defense. It was a defensive all-star offensive line, uh, for, you know, especially for me studying them, you know, that offensive line was star studded, like just great players. And they got another one coming, you know, in terms of offensive tackle and guard and, the center is going to come out this year for the draft. So, you know, all that type of stuff, man. LSU, um, Jay, you know, Jaden Daniels proved that he's a baller and he can handle the SEC. So shout out to him. But um, I think for me, the biggest one that, uh, listen, you can make a case to all those teams could be above Clemson. All right, cool. Fine. Utah. What in the world? Utah? Like, I get it, man. Uh, no, I don't get it. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, Clemson to me is better than Utah. I think if you put them two teams on a neutral field right now, Clemson walks out of there with the W, right? I, I'm, I'm just I'm being dead honest about this. Clemson, to me, from top to bottom, is going to be able to – Cam Rising, I, I believe, you know, Uncle Rico II, <laughs> being, you know, coming back to, to, to play another year. Man, I, I trust this defensive line with four to get pressure on him. But with with him and his uh propensity to t- to test the middle of the field to to get the ball to his tight ends, Brant Keith being the top tight end now that Dalton Kincaid has gone to the NFL, I think Clemson would do an absolute st- bang up job, stand up job to be able to throttle that and, and contain it with Barrett Carter, with Andrew Mukuba coming into the box, with with R.J. Mickens driving downhill, um, you know, and everything, and of course Jeremiah Trotter Jr. himself as well. Like I, I just yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of out on, on on Utah being at number nine above Clemson. They, they have the veteran quarterback, but everything else to me is in Clemson's favor. Running game, right? Um, I think receivers should be as well in terms of just talent, uh, and I think defensive side of the ball. Period. Linebackers, D line, safeties. Um, you know, I think Nate Wiggins is is, is a standout corner and probably will be their CB one. So I'm just to have them at nine. Huh, okay, you know, and, and, and just kind of reading part of the blurb from him. Uh, Dabble's done an amazing job. He said, um, you know, McElroy said, and when we look at an 11 and 3 season with the ACC championship and a New York, New York, New Year's six bowl invitation, and say, what a failure. That's a good thing. Okay, let's take that with a grain of salt. I think Clemson will be back in the mix again this year in the ACC. I think with the pieces they return, I have them actually finishing second in the ACC right now. I understand because I know he's leaning towards Florida State. He's impressed with what Florida State did last year. And he said and said he is drinking the Kool-Aid on the Seminoles uh, with the Heisman contender there in quarterback Jordan Travis. I'm not, I don't even have a problem with that because I understand why. From, a, from an NFL draft standpoint and from a college football analyst myself, 
analyzing these two teams, I think that's going to be a flat-out September, was it 23rd, 24th, whatever it is. I think it's going to be an absolute slugfest between these two. I think it's going to be a, a, a heavyweight boxing match, truthfully. And then he goes on to say uh, he's looking at the receiver group to potentially make or break any title run. Look, look, when you think about Clemson, you can't play quarterback by yourself, man. Everyone blamed DJU about his shortcomings, but let's be real. I like their receivers. I think the receivers are solid, but I look at the tight ends emergence last year, a position that had not always – been a huge feature in, the, in Clemson's offense, and they really came into their own. Now you bring back Jake Brenning, uh, stool, big time, bring time, uh, you know, return. Uh, that's that's me saying that, not him. But uh, you bring back Antonio Williams, who I've talked about, uh, who is without question your most dynamic weapon there in the slot. And those are really the two guys who are front and center right now for where they're going to be. Who are who are the other guys? Who are the other guys going to be, and will they be anywhere near what Clemson has had in the past when they had first-round receiver after first-round receiver after first-round receiver through the 2010s? Uh, that's a big question I have going into the season. He also goes in and says the line should be pretty dang good, uh, but they do have to replace their left tackle and Jordan McFadden, who is one, who was one, who is one of the better guys they've had in quite a while. Uh, the offense will take some time, take some of the pressure uh, off of the offensive line. This is a tempo offense. This is a spread offense. They want to dictate by formation and force you to make a declaration defensively on every single snap, which is factual. Very excited about this marriage that could exist between Garrett Rowley, Kate Klubnick, and the offensive identity as a whole. Uh, McElroy called Clemson defensive coordinator Wes Goodwin, one of the best minds uh, on that side of the ball. He likes the players back there. Of course. Why wouldn't you? But then here's where we, 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 we he goes – he goes uh, left, I go right. He says uh, he predicts Clemson had to finish with either uh, or within the range of a 10-2, and 9-3 season. I mean, there are some tough games on, this, on the record, on, 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 the, on the schedule, but 10-2, and 9-3. Mm, that means they lost to Florida State maybe twice. The only, I think that's the only way they get the two losses. They got to lose to Florida State twice. Like, like I said, I do think Duke is a tough matchup, and I'm I'm going through for my scouting, um, for in terms of scouting this team, and they have some players, man. The wide receiver Hagens, um, they got a tight end, they got a star left tackle, uh, they can run the ball, they have a great quarterback that nobody talks about a lot. Uh, defensive line's got two two guys, D tackle and a defensive end. Yeah, they got some NFL players, but will it be enough? Ultimately, I don't think it will be, but I think that, you know, it's going to be a tough game. And then, like, there, there's some potential trap games. Sure. Every team has them. But if they go out there and finish business and knock off Florida State, I just don't see two, three losses. That's just me, guys. But, like, again, like I said, I, I think, you know, it's going to be – I think it's a break, a bounce-back season for, for, for Clemson. Just not just in the ACC, but to potentially get back into the college football playoffs. But you want to talk about a bounce-back season. Bo Collins, wide receiver. A lot of people liked him, you know, and in 2022 wasn't the best season for him. Is he set up for a bounce back year? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball with FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. Guys, you heard me correctly, up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's right. You just bet $20, bucks, $20. $20 and you will land $200 back in bonus bets. And here's the kicker. 
It doesn't matter if you win or lose. You still get this deal. That's $200 that you can spend betting on everything from, from the money line, the over-under, and who you think is going to hit the first home run. All of this on the app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You know my slogan, no stress, no mess. Plus, when you win, you get paid right away, immediately, instantly. It's your money, and you want it now. So there's no better place to bet on all the major league uh, action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on because FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Clemson wide receiver Bo Collins is looking for a bounce back season coming off of injury in 2022. He's looking to bounce back in 2020. Three, And I think this is a situation offensively where we know it's Antonio Williams, right? We know Jake Brenningstool and Will Shipley and Phil Moffa and K. Clubman. We know this, right? But we need to see someone else take that step. Adam Randall, uh, Cole Turner being the deep threat and arguably the fastest guy on the team, on the offense especially. Um, Bo, Bo Collins, right? 6'3", 205 pounds listed as. He has not eclipsed. He's only hit, he's hit the most receiving yards he's had in the season was uh, 2021, 407 yards with three touchdowns. Last year he had um, 373 uh, receiving yards and five touchdowns, right? In what? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He played about 10 games in 2022. So for, for him, he only had he had three drops. Um, you know, he converted a few of his contested targets into receptions, but he just never like he didn't have a big stamp or imprint on any game, one game last year. And, and you know, you want to see. You know, he's 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 he won't be a senior, I think, until twenty twenty five. So, in terms of NFL draft, he can actually, you know, use this year as a bounce back year to to build. But is this a breakout year for him? I, you would hope so. You would hope that this is the year he has seven eight hundred yards receiving and being that big body kind of X or Z receiver along with Adam Randall. Um, you know, and I think also like he he's a guy that. Let me look at the numbers here just to make sure I'm correct. Because I think he's played a lot in a slot, if I remember correctly. And, you know, he, he yeah, in 2021, his best season, he played over 60 snaps in the slot. Over 100, almost 140 of his snaps. And, you know, he he, he out-snapped uh, being in the slot that to out-wide by a wide margin. He only had 91 um, snaps um, on, on the outside as an outside receiver where he had 139 in the slot, but that reversed on his head in 2022 where he had 202 snaps out wide. 87.4% of his snaps came on the outside and only 12.6 of his snaps came in the slot, which were 29 for the season in 10 games. Guys, that's a big, that's a big shift, a big change. And, and it's like, you, we know that the, the phrase, if it's not broke, why fix it? Or if it's not broke, don't fix it. And if you're going to do, if you are going to fix it, tell me why. Okay. Tell me why you're going to fix it. So I think with, with Garrett Riley being here, I think he, I think he under having a big guy in, in, uh, I think he's going to do a good job finding ways to get both Randall and Bo Collins open because he's used to having kind of bigger body receivers. Um, at 
TCU. And just kind of looking at the situation, I think that this is an opportunity where you go spread, right? This is spread offense. Like I talked about in the first segment, Greg, Greg McElroy and his ESPN top 10 rankings and him talking about this offense being a tempo offense, being a spread offense, using formations to really stress and make you make the defense dictate, uh, dictate the defense's coverage and make them show their hand, uh, you know, earlier than they'd like. I think we could see a situation where Bo Collins is back in the slot. And when you go to dubs, right, and that's two by two set, in terms of receivers, you go two to the left, two to the right, that type of situation. I think we can see Adam Randall in the slot on one side of the formation, as well as Bo Collins as a big slot, a power slot uh, of sorts. Because playing on the outside, and I'm not surprised that he may have struggled a little bit playing outside, because it's either you're going to be explosive and fast with a great release pack, so all that type of stuff to win outside. If a guy's even, you can leave, or if he's even, you can come back to the back shoulder, right? And you just have the, the, the body control, the ball skills, stuff like that. He dropped up, especially early in the season, I think he dropped one or two touchdowns that were dimes from DJU just with tightly contested catches, him playing on the outside. So I think if you put him in the inside, when you go to those kind of spread open concepts, you give him a two-way go where instead of just going outside, if he releases outside, there's a sideline that the DB can push him to, arm bar, squeeze, and look for the ball and use it as an extra defender. Instead of that, he can play inside where he has he can go he can go right he can go outside he can go inside or he can give a nice little release and then go vertical up the seam. So those are the things that you want to give a receivers more opportunities, more ways to win, more tools for success. And I think that Garrett Riley could unlock Bo Collins this season. I think the offense will be really, really will really benefit if they are able to unlock him. That's six foot. You're not listen. That's God given. Six three, two hundred plus pounds. That's God given, baby. You got to be able to find a way to allow to uh, to figure out what he does well, where he excels, right? And let me look at his contested catches from 2021 real quick, as well. Um, you know, 46. percent He was 16. Uh, he was six of 13. Um, you know, and last year he was three of seven, 42.9. So again, just, you know, his average depth of target last year was 16.5. And this goes back to what I talked about on that episode, which I'll have it linked up top somewhere in the video about DJU and just what did the tape tell me uh, between him and his offense and whose fault, who was at fault the most. And, you know, part of the problem was this 16.5. His A dot average depth of target sixteen point five, which would tell, which goes back to the tape of they were trying to they were isolating guys who could not consistently who like they weren't winning down the field at a high rate, and then you're just throwing contested catches or you know yolo balls you only live once type of passes um, that was kind of you know and like I said I saw that on tape and I've talked to coaches who said that was the game plan and they just prepare for it like okay we don't fear your outside receivers but I think you put both both calls back into the slot um, heavier this year you get the best out of this young man and I think that's where you should really really feel comfortable and feel happy as a as an offense where you can move Adam Randall around uh, you know, and allow him to just be, let him be the coverage dictator where teams are going to come in saying, look, we got to stop him. But that's why I want Cole Turner. Like this, this offense, the offensive supporting cast is so potential based. We know we've seen the flashes already from uh, a consistent basis in year one with, with, with uh, uh, you know, with this, with these receivers. Right. And, and especially with Antonio Williams, but 
we saw the flashes late in the season from Cole Turner being a deep threat, the ball skills, the body control, being a, a jump ball king, that type of thing and everything. So I think if you if Alex Riley really sees what, what I've seen on tape and say, listen, I need to get Cole Turner involved. Let's put Bo Collins in the slot. So let my outside receivers and go. we go two by two, right, dubs. I got Adam Randall out flanking out wide. And I got Cole Turner flanking on the other side with Antonio Williams. And then I have um, uh, Bo Collins in the slot. And, and and if you need a tight end on the field, of course, Jake Brennanstool. I think that's another. You know, I'm gonna I'm, I'm make him a check the tape type of uh, type of situation. I'm gonna talk about him on check the tape uh, sometime this week. But but I'm I'm really excited for the. This is a this wide receiver core has potential. It has a lot of potential. Um and 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 that's the biggest thing for me. It's like if you can get this potential to be, um, you know, to, I think the biggest, the hardest thing is to turn potential into production. But like, so you could tell the player, man, and the player sees the potential. But now it's like, okay, we we see the potential. Now let's get it. Let's get from potential to production. That's the next step. Um, and and I think that it's it's capable and it's, it's opportunity there. They just got to find it. They got to squeeze that lemon, baby. Squeeze it, you know, and get every all the juice out of it, and figure a way to to you know to to make this thing work. And I think um, I think when you have an office going like Garrett Riley, I think that's big. Is twenty twenty three a bounce back season for Bo Collins? It can be, it should be, but will it? We will see, we will see. But guys, coming up next, we're gonna tap into on the prowl. We got recruitment news, a new commit for the 2024 defense for your Clemson Tigers. We want to talk about that on the Proud next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. On the Proud, ladies and gentlemen, I know the last couple of sessions last week were just, uh, it weren't, they weren't the best of news, right? You know, Casey Poe going to Bama, William Satterwhite going to Tennessee, Fletcher Westfall going to Florida, but we continue to press on. And, we uh, over the weekend we we got a Sunshine State star defender, cornerback, safety depends on what you, how you look at it. Um, <laughs> Ashton Hampton commits to Clemson six two one ninety, and he's 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 viewed as, for I think oh, I think one dot com ESPN and twenty four seven Sports all have have him as a three star recruit. ESPN has him as a safety. 24-7 Sports has him as a safety. I believe One.com has him as a corner. And Rivals uh, has him as a corner. They have him as a force. So when you look at when you look at it, you know, the young man coming from uh, Tallahassee, Florida, from Florida State University High School, again, for the 2024 class. And, I mean, I watched this tape, and he plays both sides of the ball, too. Like, he plays both sides of the ball. Um, he played, you know, he, he has snaps at cornerback, wide receiver, and safety. For a team that won the state championship, um, and, and you know, you know, twenty four seven sports said he had forty eight tackles, eight PBUs, pass breakups, uh, and an interception. With no offense, he had thirty five catches for six hundred ninety six yards and nine touchdowns. Playing receiver, uh, he picked up his his offer late in December from um, from Clemson. But yeah, on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, two oh six on the dot. He, t- he tweeted out uh, Hayes Fawcett's uh, um, custom graphic that he is uh, committing to the Clemson Tigers. And I watched this tape, um, his junior tape. And I'm going to tell you, this is a good this is a good football player, man. I think that there's a chance that he could be end up being a consensus four-star. 
can he play safety? Yes. And I, I, I low-key saw why they felt like he was a safety. Oh, young man can hit. He brings he brings physicality. Uh, he has the, the, the safety. Plus, I think also of him being uh, as tall as he is listed, right? 6'2", almost 200 pounds as a going into a, a, a defensive back going into his senior year of high school. This kid could end up being 6'3", 205 by the time he gets to Clemson's. Uh, you know, you know, you know, gets to, to Clemson next year. But just watching him, I saw a talented young man. Uh, you know, uh, well, anytime I always talk about it, anytime a guy plays receiver and corner, using what you how using your tools for success at each position as a way to beat the opposition. So if you're playing receiver, you know what it takes to be successful, um, you know, as a corner and, and how to be successful playing press man, playing soft man, or what we call soft, soft shoe coverage or playing bail technique or press bail you know how to, to how to win against those variety of coverages and in alignments right well same thing when you're playing corner when, when a guy is using a split release and um you know he, he's, he's using the shoulder dip and he's not using his hands you know that you if he's not a hand fighter get your hands on like you know what it takes to be successful at both positions but um a young man that, that showed good athleticism definitely straight line speed he's physical on both sides of the ball. There's plays where he makes very uh, tough contested catches at the catch point, uh, but shows the, the contact balance, the body control, and the physicality and toughness to not only make that catch, but make it in traffic, come down on his feet, and then throw guys off of him and, and keep going upfield for yards after the catch and yards after contact. But again, there, there's I think the first play on his tape, on his junior tape, was I think they tried to throw a smoke screen. He's playing corner. He breaks on it and just levels the, uh, the 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 receiver, the ball carrier, man, just like heavy hit. So you see that ability, but he also see the ability to play in and out of phase. Knows how to turn and look for the ball. Uh, good 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 arm length and wingspan to to create tough throwing windows. Right, you see him play outside corner. Like I said, some safety. Uh, I think this is a young man, especially if he adds another inch or so. Gets up to 205, 210, and he stays well filled out in terms of his frame and does switch over to safety. You know, this is a situation where you've seen R.J. Mickens and 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 um and Andrew McCuba, friend of the show. Go check out that episode if you haven't. Um, you know, seen guys like that be able to walk down into the box, be plus one as a run defender, but also playing man-to-man coverage against slot receivers and these big tight ends who are essentially big wide receivers themselves. So I'm excited. I was happy to see this, man, because we needed some good news. We needed some good news in Tigerland. We needed some good news in Death Valley. We came down to recruit, man. Of course, we want to still uh, keep our eyes on the offensive line and see if we can pull another name or two, uh, and even not even just pull another name to that we've that we are have already talked about, but maybe flipping some guys, right, and, and stuff like that. So it's not all all is not lost. We'll see how it goes, but we want to continue to add more uh, depth to this offensive line. And I will tell you guys as I get ready to close that I am working on getting a couple more. Clemson Tiger players on the pod, man, you know, working some of the connections I have on campus and with some of these players, man, and just, uh, you know, trying to get, you know, get these guys before they get into camp, before the season really gets here. Um, I want to let someone come on and kind of tell you guys about who they are and, and, and what they bring to the team. And not only that, but the changes 
uh, this team has seen, you know, with the, with the coordinators changing and things of that nature. So maybe some maybe offensive lineman or two. We will see. We'll see. We're working on some things. We're working on some things. Maybe RJ Miggs. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We're working on some things. We're working on some things. But guys, appreciate y'all tapping into me. As always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available, guys. Thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, man. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. You guys are the best. You're my Clemson Tiger family and my every single dayers, man. And as always, you know what I tell you guys. Please go to the to the audio side, uh, download, subscribe, share, leave a five star review and comment, um, and let you know. And really, just continue to help support this podcast. And I will have the continue to have the link for the Patreon with the Clemson. Uh, you know, comes to all access that you guys can go ahead and tap in, support your boy. Like I said, I'm getting the Discord channel set up now uh, for 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 you guys, so that we can really, really tap in and really have a great, great time just talking ball together, man. During the season, off season recruiting, all that good stuff, NFL draft, everything. I mean, I'll be able to to bring all that guy, all that stuff to you guys. So as always, you know, tap in with your boy. In terms of Twitter, you can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Talk to me because I talk back. Uh, and like I tell you every single time, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.